As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This episode of Writing Excuses has been brought to you by Audible. Visit audiblepodcast.com slash excuse for free trial membership. This is Writing Excuses, Season 4, Episode 15, Visual Components of Storytelling. Fifteen minutes long because you're in a hurry. And we're not that smart. I'm Brandon. I'm, I'm Howard. And I'm here because Dan is not. Dan is on book tour. Yay for Dan! Yay, Everybody go to Dan's book tour. Except he went into reprints, didn't he? Yeah, yep. Um, Circulars into a second printing already. Um, everything's going well. We have invited Isaac, uh, Isaac Stewart, to come and be our guest star this week. Um, Isaac has the, is the person who did all of the interior art for the Mistborn books. So all of the maps, all of those cool symbols that you see, we'll, we'll actually try and put some of those up on the liner notes. A link to some of those uh, so you can see what Isaac is doing. Um, he's very heavily involved with um, 
the way of kings with me. And um, during his day job, Isaac, why don't you tell us what you do? I'm a uh, video game animator. Mm -hmm. I've worked for several different companies. I have worked for Wahoo Studios. They're also known as Ninja Bee. And uh, we do a lot of downloadable games for the Xbox. And I've also worked at Eat Sleep Play on a game that they will be announcing this fall for the okay. PS3. Fantastic. And you've done some, um, some directing as well of, of animated shorts and these sorts of things. That's correct. On a, a game that was uh, not released <laughs> for the Wii, we, uh, it was completed. I did the animated shorts. There were about 25 to 30 minutes of them, and I, I directed them along with uh, Sean Boyles. Okay. And are you still doing uh, Rocket Road Trip? We're also doing a uh, web comic about a monster hunter and his exploits having a family and also being a monster hunter at the same time. It's a little bit crazy. It's called Rocket Road Trip. So um, today we want to try and do a very different style of podcast. We want to talk about visual cohesion. Um, all the elements that come together to make a story work visually. So everything that's not the writing, which you may think, oh, epic fantasy, Brandon, you don't have very much of that. But, and yet there is. There's, there's not just the descriptions in text, but there's all the sort of stuff that Isaac did. Um, the symbols, the maps, and particularly Way of Kings, where we're doing a lot of, of extra, extra art uh, for it. And of course, with Howard, you've got um, a lot going on in the Schlockverse. Howard, how do you keep your visual elements, all the non-text elements, cohesive? Uh, I, start by, uh, <laughs> I start by being lazy and always deciding to take shortcuts that feel like they're actually okay to take. Okay. And, I, when I say, and when I say shortcuts, um, rather than detailing something, I'll use you know, swoops and curves uh, you know, I'll throw down some straight lines uh, with a, you know, a, a straight edge for, for background type things. And I do that, uh, one, in, in order to save time, mm -hmm. and two, because when my hand draws a curve or when I draw the same, or, you know, when I use a, a French curve to do, you know, the, the same arc, um, just those shapes, the fact that I'm throwing those shapes helps everything hold together. And then when I actually design an element that's a little more, you know, a little more complicated, like the, the, the flat screens that everybody looks at, mm -hmm. um, I try and make sure that there are signature elements. And for me, it's the, the obligatory fiddly bit, that, you know, the little yellow ball on a stick that pokes out of uh, all kinds of schlock tech. Mm-hmm. And so you use those, stick those on things to say, this is a schlock tech. I, yeah, I, you know what, I, and in part, it's a joke. Mm -hmm. You know, you stick one on the end of the shovel, and people are like, why does the shovel need to be high tech? <laughs> well, this is the 31st century. You know, the shovel, the shovel has to have its own hypernode connection. Otherwise, how do you know that you're not hitting power lines when you dig? Mm -hmm. um, and suddenly that suggestion becomes schlock cannon. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, obviously, if you're digging with a shovel that doesn't have a hypernode connection on it, that would be against the law. Uh, and, uh, so the, the design elements, there's, a, there's feedback in okay. there between the design elements and the story. It's fun. Isaac, I handed you Mistborn, and um, as is usually the case, there was just a lot of work that I was doing, and I just essentially said to you, um, I need maps and symbols, go. Um, where, how did you work with that? What did you do? You came up with this brilliant stuff um, with very little well, direction. Well, part of it was how cohesive the uh, ambiance of the book was. It felt very gothic 
in, in, in a lot of the parts. Um, some of the, the keeps felt like cathedrals. And so I kind of was able to take that and go from there and make sure that I kept things kind of hard angles or if I was using um, arches in the the borders that go around it, those look mm -hmm. kind of gothic. And so I also went into, you also had a feeling when I was reading it of uh, some of Dickens' books. It mm -hmm. felt um, Dickinsonian London. So I looked at maps Dickensian? Dickensian. Dickensian. Yeah, Evil Dickensian is kind of one of the things I was going for. Okay. And uh, it came out without you having to tell me that. But I looked up maps for that and used the style of the era kind okay. of tried to translate it to something that was a little more jagged, hard, and evil. The, uh, I drew up a lot of different symbols mm -hmm. for the Mistborn symbols. I must have a thousand of them. Um, but what made that, what finally clicked was I saw a picture of rusted nails that had been bent. Mm -hmm. And that got me to thinking about the nails um, that the Inquisitors have going through their eyes. And I just started drawing... <coughs> drawing spikes that way, and that's where those came from, was rusted nails. Well, yeah, when I look at the Mistborn symbols, I look at them and I think, oh my gosh, somebody took that poor letter Q and <laughs> drove nails in it until it burst open. And, and that feeling, that, that sensibility of, uh, of, you know, it's not just that the elements are allomantic, but mm -hmm. it's a, the elements are hemallergic or what? Right. The, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hemallergy. Yeah. It was. Um, it was when you're redoing this, and this is not just for visual artists. Though visual artists, I think, can learn a lot from this. Um, creating that that cohesion. Uh, we've talked about it before. World building is about coming up with lots of cool stuff, as many cool mm -hmm. things as you can, and then finding a way to connect them together. Because if they're not interconnected, then it's just going to feel hodgepodge. Um, and I love, I, I still remember when Isaac first showed me the symbols and said, I think that we'll base a, we could base a language, a writing system, you know, alphabet, based on nails pounded through things. And he showed me in a few, and I thought, Isaac, that is brilliant. Because what that did is it tied the linguistics to the the to the magic system, and also tied it to the general world building. By the way, the the view in filled. Fairness, it didn't tie anything. It nailed them yeah, together. Yeah, nailed them Come together. On. You see these symbols, and you're like, wow, those are those are cool. I want to put those on my skateboard. Um, but they also look like they just they they look cool in a way that. that ties everything, okay, nails everything together. I was so excited yeah. um, because it turned on that light in my head. Um, when I'm deciding, I'm working on a book called uh, The Way of Kings, which I, I've mentioned before. And one of the, the visual components of The Way of Kings um, is that the world is blasted by these massive storms, these huge hurricanes. Um, every couple of days, one a week or so, they come through and just, just nail everything. And... I wanted visual components that added to that. I wanted everything in the world to have to deal with this. If you've got storms, that's enormous. And so, yes. So windswept, sandblasted, exactly. those sorts of words. Yeah, windswept. So the, the diction I'm using, but when I designed the houses, the people live in houses, I'm like, okay, they're going to live in slanted houses where the roofs slant down to the ground so that the houses don't get blown over. Um, you put slopes on your houses. You have plants that grow at an angle away from the storms so, they don't, so, so that they're actually leaning into the winds or against um, leaning with the winds. You, you build an entire visual element to a world to, to, to build around these sorts of things. Hey writers, are you thinking about learning a new language? 
I think exploring the world, experiencing other cultures, and being able to communicate with people outside your everyday experience lets you create richer, better stories. A great way to do that is with Rosetta Stone, a trusted expert for over 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. They use an immersive technique which leads to fast language acquisition. It's an intuitive process that helps you really learn to speak, listen, and most of all think in the language you're trying to learn. They also feature true accent speech recognition technology that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. It's like having a voice coach in your home. Learn at home or on the go with a desktop and mobile app that let you download and access lessons even when you're offline. And it's an amazing value. A lifetime membership gives you access to all 25 languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Japanese, and, of course, Korean. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Writing Excuses listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Um, Isaac, you're going to do our, our, our book advertisement today because you have a book that you're currently reading that you think does a good job of this. Yes, I'm right, right now I'm currently listening to Bone Shaker by Sherry Priest. It's a, a nominee for the Hugo Award this year. Um, so far, it is very good. It is a fun story. It is steampunk, and with every element in the story, she's designed it to feel very steampunk. When she describes the clothing the people are wearing, um, it feels like it belongs not only to the steampunk era, but to the 1860s, which is the so era she's writing So when you say steampunk, in. it is Victorian era? It's Victorian alternate era, history. alternate history. It's set in Seattle, of all places, and oh, has cool. sky pirates, zombies, and a really good reason for people to have to wear goggles. So I, I highly suggest it. And you said the actual printed book is printed brown. The actual printed book, the words are printed brown, which kind of leads... Um, brown, leads. brown brown or like a black brown? How, how far brown it's did they go? It's pretty brown. Wow. It's pretty I, brown. I want to pick that up and have a look at yeah. it. But, but it, uh, Isaac is listening to the Audible version right now, and you can too. Um, audiblepodcast.com slash excuse. Uh, download it, get a 15-day free trial. You know, in talking about the brown letters in, in that book, I'm reminded of what uh, Tracy Hickman asked for when Sandra and I agreed to publish Extreme Dungeon Mastery. He said he wanted to evoke the same feeling that you had when you were flipping through your old D&D &D books, mm -hmm. the old uh, Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. 
Um, and so we got out the Advanced Dungeons and Dragons books and we looked at it and we realized, oh, the big difference between these books and the role-playing books done today is the role-playing books done today all have digital paintings, you know, for all the, all the fantasy artwork, whereas these old books had mostly line art, you know, it was very stark black and white, and sometimes they had cartoons. Mm -hmm. um, and the paper texture was, you know, a rag, it was a very toothy paper, and so we made our paper decision based on the fact that we wanted to evoke these older books. And uh, I sent a copy off to the guy who did, I sent several copies off to the guy who did the cover art, and he emailed me back, and I was so pleased. He said, I don't know if you did this on purpose, but I opened that book and was transported back to my first Dungeons and Dragons manual because of the paper you chose. And I felt very smug, because <laughs> we'd taken those design elements and they'd had exactly the effect we wanted them to have. That is very cool. Now, Howard, when you're doing Schlock Mercenary, um, we've talked about the technology. Is there a way you keep your aliens feeling like they're in the same world, or you just try to make them all look very different? <laughs> I mean, besides the technology, how do you make things feel cohesive? Because it, it doesn't feel scatterbrained to me. It feels like it's all part of the same world. Um, the, the circle template, uh, it's, it's a silly thing, but when I first started drawing uh, the characters for the strip, the human characters for the strip, I used a circle template uh, to define uh, a portion of the head size. Okay. A circle for the skull, and then I would hang the jaw from it with other shapes. And if I wanted to know if characters are in the same, same plane, uh, I use the same size circle. Regardless of age, regardless of physical size, they all had the same basic size skull. Uh, if somebody was standing further back, I used a smaller circle. I then applied that same exact sensibility to the aliens. Hmm. Uh, if an alien is standing next to Captain Tagon in the same plane, I will use the same exact circle template for some portion of that alien's head. And the result is that the scale is always consistent. Huh. We don't have, we don't have, you know, little tiny, you know, fairy type things. Uh, we do have, uh, it, we, you know, we do have elephants right. uh, and uh, other things that are, that are really big. Um, and those bend that sensibility a little bit, but the circle template you can't see it when you look at the strip. You can't see where the circle template was, um, but, but it's there and it's informing everything and mm -hmm. I can't live without it. Now, Isaac, as a, as a visual artist and also a writer, um, an aspiring writer, but a, a writer nonetheless, how have you used your artistic skill with writing to develop have you gone the other direction, started with the art, and then gone to the story ever, or anything like that? Um, <clears throat> I can't think of anything specifically that I have on that. Um, I often draw pictures of the characters. Okay. Um, just doodles before I do anything. But I do know that Orson Scott Card has done that. Oh, yeah? Um, he talks about in his book, um, How to Write Science Fiction and Fantasy. I believe that's what it was called. He talks about Heart's Hope, where he found this special piece of paper up in his attic when they were moving and he decided he needed to do something special with it so he started doodling this map of a city and he started labeling the gates and um, there were anomalies in the paper and he tried to figure out what is that in the city and it led to this whole story that he eventually wrote into a novel and that map I believe is in the front of that novel as well. Okay, You've done a lot of map work. You've done maps for Robert Silverberg, you've done maps for me, you've done maps for John Brown. Um, how does the map, like how do you see that as a visual component of the books? Well, uh, it really should fit in 
with the with the with the book itself. A lot of the books that I see, the the map doesn't quite fit with it. What 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 makes it not quite fit? What, it, it's usually that stylistically. I'm not sure if some of the map makers haven't read the books or. And, and I don't you know want to rag maker, on other If the map, map maker makers. has read the book, whether or not the map maker has read or hasn't read the book, if the map maker sits down with a program like Campaign Cartographer mm -hmm. and spits out a map, it's not going to fit the world. Right. Unless exactly. the world was, you know, is a computer-generated world. Mm -hmm. uh, those, there are design sensibilities that, that canned software just won't support. Uh, you, you have to sit down with your hands and, and make these out. and render these shapes in the same spirit of what's been written. Let, let me give you an example of this. When we were just in Disneyland with the kids, and when you're waiting in line for the rides, like the Indiana Jones ride, they have this intricate tunnel that you go through, and everything—it's not the ride yet, but mm -hmm. everything lends to the the feeling of the ride. So you're you're kind of getting prepared for, it. and the thing, the design of the book. And the maps are kind of this prelude to the book. They can set a feeling for it. I remember picking up the dragon bone chair when I was 14 or 15. And that's the experience I had before I ever started reading the book. It had these maps. It had an author's warning. Um, and it, it kind of prepared you for the book, not to mention the beautiful cover by Michael Whalen. Yay, Michael Whalen. We like Michael Whalen. All right, um, Isaac. Oh, wait, Howard, you've got one more thing. I know. I was just going to say, I've got a writing prompt. Unless okay. you want to make poor Isaac do it. No, go for it. Okay. Um, writing prompt. Uh, first, a little bit of backstory. I had Brooke West design uh, uh, ship plans for the Integrity, which was the ship that Tagon Stuffs ended up acquiring. And in designing those ship plans, we arrived at some really fun anomalies where if you were to shut off the gravity, the water would suddenly flow through the ship and make a huge mess. And I got a lot of mileage out of that. So mm -hmm. your writing prompt, in order to be visual, sit down and draw yourself a spaceship. Draw some interesting bits of a spaceship. Sketch, you know, scritch it out, whatever. Draw something and then find interesting aspects about what you drew and work them into the story. All right. Spin writing excuses. You're out of excuses. Now go write. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.